Hello and welcome back to the New Powers podcast, the only place to cultivate your power. My name's Jay and I'm here back with my co-host, Matches. How are you doing, man? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Have you recovered from watching Wonder Woman 1984 last night? <laughs> barely, barely. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is our spoiler review. Um, just to say that again, this will be full of spoilers. We're basically going to go through the plot of the movie, discuss key scenes in the film, um, what we liked, what we didn't like, more about what we didn't like. We'll wrap it up right at the end. So um, to start us off, first scene we're going to discuss is the opening scene. I think it's been released on YouTube already, but it's the um, it's the trial scene on Themyscira. Matches, do you want to take it away with that scene? Because I know you enjoyed that quite a lot. Yeah, I did. I mean, I wouldn't recommend watching it on YouTube, although it is. Um, probably watch that in cinema because it does turn out to be a lot better. Um, with the whole Hans Zimmer score going along with it, it, mm. it does. It is quite really good. Um, but it starts off, and I thought, you know what, this movie has got a lot of potential here. They're building up. I think they're going to have a really good theme going through here with truth. I think it is. I think that's yeah. the main concept where little Diana is um, competing in seems like some sort of games, and um, she. She cheats at one point and she's about to win because of, as a result of her cheating. And what happens is, what was her name? I can't it's, remember the lady's name. It's, um, Who stops her? Yeah. Um, it's Robin Wright from the first, from the first one. I can't remember the, the yeah. lady's name, but yeah. I've got to escape my, my thought process as well. Um, but she, she has the possibility to, to win and she's, she cheats. And because of that, the the lady pulls her aside, and then the others win as a result. Um, and then it, she she does a little talk about truth there, and I thought, okay, so they've set up so truth is going to be running throughout this film. So there's a good little theme going through for a superhero film, and I kind of like films that do that. Um, but it doesn't seem to actually go anywhere for me personally. <laughs> yeah, I, I I found that it was. It, you're right. It, they did they did emphasize truth and winning in the right way and. Yeah. Um, accepting, accepting your your own truth. Um, I I loved the first the first five five ten minutes of the film. Um, I thought it was good to see a bit more Thamascara. That was one of the highlights of the of the first movie. And they didn't really it did that was it basically. To to be honest, you don't really see it again after that um, at all. I thought young seeing young Diana competing, and you could see even then she's got the she's got potential for such a young age. She's, she would have won. She would have won if she didn't make it. Yeah. She wouldn't have made a mistake. And it kind of just says, shows how special she is um, among the Amazons um, and how powerful she is. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed the, the first, the opening scene. And you're right. They didn't really, they didn't really take the theme of, of truth anywhere else after that. Um, and then after that scene, it kind of takes a dive. Um, the next, the next scene, the very next scene you see is a, a robbery in a shopping mall. So you've got um, a, a number of robbers that go into, I believe it's an antique store, jewellery store, um, and they find a stone at the back. But as they're trying to escape, this is where the film, I, I was kind of like, what are they doing with this with this movie? Yeah, right? exactly. Within, yeah. And this is within the first 15 minutes. It's just like, I was kind of in shock because it was yeah. so cheesy. Like, I think at one point she winks at the camera. So Wonder Woman yeah. turns up. She saves everybody. Everyone's like, oh, who's that? What's going on? 
And then she winks at the camera. She saves a young girl and throws her into a pile of teddies. And it's just really, really cheesy. You're just like, this is a complete U-turn on the themes that they set up in the first one. Um, even Even the fight scenes, like there wasn't any intensity. If you remember the first one after, I think it was the Battle of No Man's Land. And yeah. um, when she goes into the yeah, when she goes into the the French town and she's taking those guys out in the warehouse and she kicks one of them through the window and you're like, she's so brutal and powerful. And in yeah. this, it was just very. It felt like a sixties or seventies TV show. Yeah, definitely. It, it had yeah. that. It had yeah. that vibe, and I thought maybe yeah. they're just doing it as a a little wink to the to the TV show. Um, but I, I remember I saw one reviewer and they said. Um, they said that it's more of it. she's not focusing on being a warrior. It's more of being a a love a lover or a, a love icon, um, and you can okay. see that like yeah. it's not she doesn't really you don't really see the full extent of Diana's power in this film. To be honest, it's, it was really cheesy that opening more scene. What what do you think? Yeah, no, like like you, I totally agree. It was having watched the, the first five minutes and then go straight into the more. I was really taken out of it I was almost I was in the cinema and I think I was like wow I didn't really expect this to be fair yeah um just some of the comments that they were making and like you said the winking at the camera and then her swinging around on the lasso it just everything looked like wow this is really cheesy it actually kind of sort of reminded me of like a like a Superman TV show to be fair where he's yeah he's he's saving everyone but I don't know. It just there was no threat, there was no danger, and it was just sort of a bit jokey, on borderline jokey. You're right. Yeah, it, it, there was very much hints of um, the Christopher Reeves Superman yeah, film. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, where and I get it. They they did try and push her as a, an American icon, and do you know what I mean? And she's she's the every person's hero, and that's one thing I think they they didn't do. They didn't do in the first one, but. I think they're they're trying to emphasize that yeah she is the everyday hero she is an icon to everybody, um, but you're right it came across more of a TV show than an actual film. Yeah, definitely. And I think the film that's uh, large parts of the film it, it really struggled with that. Um, we then get an in- introduction of um, of Barbara and uh, um, Kristen Wiig um, who plays Cheetah in the film. Um, so you see her origin story. Um, but just just before that, actually, you get to see a bit of a, a glimpse into what Diane has actually been doing over the last seventy years since the since the first film. So I think when you go into her apartment, you see pictures of uh, Steve Trevor, and you see um, a number of the people in the first one. Um, I think it was Steve uh, Trevor's secretary, and you see her a lot older, and you see what Diane has been doing. She set up a ranch, and she's attended weddings, and she's she's done quite a lot of things in that time. But you can t- you can tell they they really wanted to emphasize she hadn't moved on. Um, which I thought is fine. I think it's, I think that's yeah. something. I think that's a, a good point to to focus on. You've got someone who lives for such a long time scale, and I think even for Superman, they don't really focus on that because it's always Lois is always the same age. But with Diana, yeah, exactly. With Diana, you can see of what that life of immortality, what that does does to a hero, um, yeah. how it wears you down. And I thought uh, once it got out of the more scene and it started focusing on that, I was like, okay. This is what they're trying to do. Do you know what I mean they're trying to add a bit more gravity to the character, a bit more humanity? So you see that you see actually she works in a um, in a museum, and that's where you meet 
the Barbara character. What, what did you think of Kristen Wiig's performance through the, the through the film? Did you did you enjoy it? Did you think she did she did she did well? Um, the Barbara character. What did you think? For me personally, this is where the film really took a big nose drive. <laughs> 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 this is what they- <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was on elements of Jamie Fox um, in Spider Man. Which one is it? Spider Man Two. Yeah, Spider Man Two. The you- Spider Man. Yeah. I'm so I'm so glad you said that. As soon as I saw yeah. it, and she was bumbling yeah. with her glasses, she was like, That's it. Yeah, oh, I'm not exactly. really sure what's what's happening. Do you know what I mean? It was this. Is what I mean by cheesy? Like, yeah. I get I get it. Like everybody in that museum is a scientist and you, they've, they've gone back to the bit of if you're smart you're a bit you're bumbling and you're stupid and, yeah oh my goodness yeah you know i mean it's like, this cut, total come eye roll yeah come i mean on. and then the fact that she drops her papers okay and then she has a little who's that a male colleague that brad wants yeah wants to notice and um he walks past her because he doesn't notice her yeah. And nobody wants to help her pick up the papers. I mean, oh man, this is just it really took me out of the film from from here on out. And I was just like, I really is it really going to be this cliche? And yeah. that she's oh, don't tell me she's going to get something and then she's going to turn into something. Yeah, and everyone's going to be attracted to her and all sorts. <laughs> she takes off her glasses and she's attractive. Like, come on, yeah. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> <what> I mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean, like how many t- how many times do they have to use that trope of the glasses are you take the glasses yeah, off exactly. you put the glasses on and it changes who the person looks like? Jimmy, you know I, mean? I I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I wear glasses. That don't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it was it was it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous in the Amazing Spider-Man too. It's ridiculous here. Do you know what I mean it's and I get it. It's a key thing for the Superman character, and I I've always liked it where. Um, I think they did. It, they hinted at it in in Smallville, where Satana put a spell on the glasses, so it actually yeah. changes your physical appearance. So you'd never guess Clark Kent is Superman. Um, yeah. But this was a, this wasn't what they were going for. They they basically nope. they thought, oh, what is something that is completely different to Diana? She's bumbling. She's nervous. She's clumsy. She's yeah. pathet- she's pathetic. Let's just emphasize that to the maximum degree. <laughs> yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, emphasize it to the maximum degree and make her a joke. And I get it, you're trying to make her so des- uh, undesirable compared to Diana that she wants to be Diana. Yeah, but, exactly. Forced and I, I, way too much. It was, it was forced way too much. Like, and then you get the. So basically, Diana comes into the scene, she meets her. Diana's very humble. And, and I have to say, I have to say credit to Gal Gadot because she. Any scene she was in, she did a good job, I think, anyway. Yeah, she, she did, yeah. She was, yeah. She was really good. I think that it was the writing in some parts and the action scenes, but we'll get to that later, um, way later, because there aren't any many action scenes in this film. So oh, my goodness. You're going to be waiting a long time. But I, I thought she handled it well. The the interaction between her and and um, and Kristen was was good. Um, you can you can see that they tried to force that, that friendship. And then you introduced the major trope of this film, which still they didn't really under- explain it, but it's the the rock. Yeah. So basically this rock or meteorite or gem, whatever it is, it has the ability to to grant you wishes, your ultimate desire. Um, however, what this, what this then does is what it gives you, it also takes back. I think they compared it to a monkey claw. Um, 
which remember the yeah. Simpson, Simpson, Simpson yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. The monkey yeah. paw. <laughs> yeah, the monkey paw. So whenever you wish for something, it will give you something negative in return. It will take something away from you. Um, and what Diana does or what Diana wants is, is Steve Trevor. Yeah. Yeah. So she makes a wish. She befriends, um, she befriends Barbara. Um, and Barbara, Barbara's wish is to be like Diana. I wish I was like Diana. Um, you then get um, the introduction of, I'd say, the, the co-villain or main villain, uh, Maxwell Lord. Yeah, have to be the main villain, to be fair. Yeah, you'd, you'd say he is the main villain. Um, yeah. Maxwell Lord. What, what were you, your thoughts on, on Maxwell Lord, uh, Pedro Pascal's performance? How do you think he was used? I think his performance was, it wasn't bad. It was believable, but mm-hmm. just, the, like I said, the writing as well was just so on, in your face, on, on the nose. It was just borderline like, come on, we're not really going down this, this road, are we? He had, um, had, he had hints of Gene Hackman's um, Lex Luthor. Um, yeah. In the, it, was, it was very corporate businessman, very yep. cheesy, not maniacal at all. Um, yeah. Just, just greedy, um, and they they try and develop the relationship with his with his son, which I thought was quite good. Yeah, um, yeah. He he was he's so desperate to be successful, but he's kind of ignoring his son. And they explain later on why he's desperate to be successful because he never got he, he came from a bad background. He didn't have that relationship with his yeah. with his father too. Um, but just the whole fact that he was in the meeting uh, or, or his son was up behind him. And then I think was it an investor yeah. was saying all these bad things about him, and then he turns around, and then oh my goodness, his son has seen all the bad things, and then his son's crying. It was just so predictable. Like oh come on, is really is that the writing that we're going with? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They could they could have done so so much more with his with his character. Absolutely. Um, it was you're right. It's cliche is probably the the key word. Yeah. So, so his main aim in this is he he's he's a I believe he's an oil monger, um, yeah. And uh, he's he's basically a charlatan. So he's he's a con man, and he's got a lot of investors to invest in um, plots of oil, but there's no oil there. Yeah. And slowly his business is unraveling, and they don't really explain his connect. They say that he's been researching this stone for a long time, but they don't really explain how he came across a, a magic stone or whatever. They don't, they don't <laughs> yeah. really go into it. They kind of just yeah. say, yeah, he wants the stone. He realizes he's sat at the museum. So he approach, approaches Barbara and then him and Barbara uh, start cultivating a, a relationship. Um, and his main intention is to get his hands on the stone, um, which eventually he does. Um, he says he's going to invest in the museum that they work at. And then, um, he's throwing a, a gala or a party, um, and that's when he actually gets his hands on the stone. Um, at the same time, um, I believe that's when they introduced during the gala. That's when they introduced Steve Trevor. Um, yep. Now, what, what were your thoughts when you saw the trailer and you saw they were bringing him back? Were you surprised? Were you disappointed? I mean, he died in spoiler alert. He died in the first one. Um, yeah. What What were your thoughts? I was. I was a bit unsure how they were going to actually bring him back. I was just, I didn't want to feel it like I was cheated, to be fair. And yeah. that's exactly how I felt. <laughs> I, felt I, I felt cheated that... Give me my they, ticket, they, the money for my ticket yeah, back. <laughs> exactly. They, they, they came up with something just to bring him back. I mean, 
he's a really good actor. I really enjoy him when he's there. But is he, should he actually be there? To be fair, especially how they how they done him. So it's is him. Is it him personality there? But he's in yeah. someone else's body. Yeah. So th- this is this yeah. is the big the big problem for me is you see in the trailer you see him, but it's not actually when you watch the film it's not actually him. His personality, his soul, or whatever has been transferred into somebody else's body. So an yeah. innocent person has lost days of their life out of the, <laughs> out of the blue. Diana doesn't seem to give a shit, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he's now living in somebody else's body. So he's been reincarnated in somebody's body. Now, I have to say this. You've got the stone. This stone can generate nuclear bombs, which you, we'll talk about later. It, can, it yeah. can pretty much do anything. So if you, if you wish for an elephant to appear in your living room, it will snap of the finger pop yeah. up in your living room. Yeah. Why would you not just bring him back? I don't, I don't, yeah. under, I don't exactly. understand that. Why would you even go down the trope of he's in somebody else's body? Why wouldn't you just reincarnate him? And he just turned up. He woke up one day. He was in his uniform, whatever he was last wearing. And he goes and finds Diana. Why would you intentionally put him in somebody else's body? It, it didn't make sense. Yeah. The writing didn't make no sense whatsoever. Yeah, um, exactly. That's a good point, to be fair. It, it didn't. I mean, when, when I first saw the trailer and I was like, yeah, okay, they're bringing him back. My thing is, they usually get this sequels and the, the biggest culprit, or my favorite Christmas film is Home Alone 1. Um, yeah. If you ever watch Home Alone 2, they use the same tropes that work for the first one in the second one. And I get it why, because it's that nostalgia feeling. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's lost again. He's, he's in a he's in a, a different house or he's in a hotel. He uses the video to trick the people or whatever, um, the yeah. recording to trick the people. And then it's the same tropes for the, when I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, first film, she was a fish out of water. This film, yeah, yeah, exactly. he's, a fi- yeah. he's a fish out of water. Um, they're going to use the same kind of jokes and the same kind of chemistry that they had in the first one, but they're just going to swing it around for the second one. Um, I'll be honest. I, enjoyed him coming back yeah i i thought and we'll, we can discuss that now the stuff with when when they introduce steve trevor again and she's introducing him to the 80s i think the main reason that worked for me is his chris prime's performance his whenever he saw something brand new like he saw the the trains or he saw a spaceship or planes i thought that worked really well just because of him his reaction was wow, how much has changed in the last 70 years? And now I thought that was done really well. But apart from that throughout the film, he didn't really do anything else. He was just there as a, as a side character and a, yeah. an obstacle for Diana to overcome. Um, there was no other real reason to bring him back, if that makes sense. Um, what, yeah. what did you think of the, what do you think of the, that the 80s scenes and, um, and, and that montage where he's introducing, they're introducing um, Steve Trevor to everything that's changed. No, I agree. I mean, uh, they were okay. I mean, I didn't, didn't have any problems with them. I just felt that they didn't really add that value. I mean, they could have been done. A good example is like in Captain America. The, uh, it's not the Winter Soldier. Yeah, there is the Winter Soldier at the start where he has that little booklet. And he's like, yeah. oh, I'll add it to the list. Yeah. Now, in that little scene that they've done, is already like sort of explained that he's missed so much stuff 
and it's sort of jokey as well some of the yeah. stuff that he has on the list you know yeah. what i mean and they've done yeah. it like so quickly and i think i think that's this brilliant writing that you, you've already automatically just said that all this stuff that he's missed out and it's quite funny um it while it was good to see some of the stuff like going to the museum and him seeing planes and him looking around he's just going from the scene before that where it's boring going to another scene that not really adding value to the film yeah and we still haven't really seen Wonder Woman have a have a proper fight I mean I was already mm-hmm. bored in the cinema thinking is there going to be any action in this film yeah uh, yeah you're right I mean that that's I think that's nearly not halfway through so I think it's about coming up to an hour or yeah. an hour and 40 minutes and we hadn't seen Wonder Woman and it was it there were a lot of scenes of her speaking to Steve and she hasn't moved on and him her, yeah. him introducing her and it didn't feel like a superhero film um, at all. There was no... Well, it did. <laughs> it felt like <laughs> Superman Returns. <laughs> it was... You, you know, that's a good comparison. That's a good comparison because there's no, there's no urgency. It's like yeah. Superman Returns. There was, there was no urgency. There was no intimate danger. There was no threat at all throughout the whole yep. film. Um, you're, you're basically waiting for, right, this is... Hopefully the CD is leading somewhere. And then you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. Yeah, exactly. um, so we'll switch to the part where it starts to, I wouldn't even say pick up, but something happens at least. Um, mm. Maxwell Lord gets his hands on the stone. He yeah. then basically, his wish is to become the stone or to become a genie. Um, and his first target is to go to, uh, I believe it's Egypt. And he yeah. wants to become like the kingpin of oil. So he, he's going to he's going across to speak to one of his rivals at the time um, and convince him to hand over everything he's got. Um, this is where the film, I believe it tried to add a bit of urgency, but he didn't. Yeah. So Diana, Diana discovers that Maxwell Lord's got his hands on the stone. She has a little tiff with Barbara. She, she and Trevor um, follow follow Maxwell Lord across to Egypt. Um, and then there's a chase scene. And this is the first fight scene yeah. in the film. Oh, Some... you've missed the, the Aladdin whole new world scene with Diana and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all of a sudden he knows how to fly. Yeah, sorry, I missed that. And yeah. I, missed, I, also, I also missed the invisible plane. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so they decide they're going to fly over to Egypt, right? Diana, I'm pretty sure Diana's a decent pilot already. She's been, she's, she's been around for 70 years, but she decides, okay, let's let Steve fly a plane. Steve decides to fly, to fly a jet plane after okay. 70 years, so the technology hasn't really changed since 1918. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, How did she apparently, get into that facility as well with the card? She, yeah, apparently it's, the, it's a museum card or an antiquities card. Um, okay. She, she managed... <laughs> The keys are still left in the plane, right? <laughs> <laughs> they decide to jump in the plane. Like like you said, matches. It's a whole new world. They end up flying. Yeah. They end up flying. They're on the radar, and then Diana, yeah. Diana. I think it's. A, I don't want to say it's a decent way to explain the invisible plane, but it kind of makes sense. Apparently, she's got the yeah. pa- she's got the power to, and she's been practicing it for a long time. Like Samuskir is guarded or cloaked by Zeus. Um, she knows how now how to use that power to on certain objects. So she 
basically turns the plane into an invisible it turns into a visible yeah. jet um yeah. and they f- they fly across uh to to egypt um they infiltrate maxwell lord and there's like a chase scene so they're in a they're in a car somehow she changes within the car within 30 yeah. seconds <laughs> i don't know yeah. what happened there a quick change yeah. um and then you get the you get the classic fight scene between the bad guy oh, chasing along a motorway. Now this was definitely not Matrix Reloaded. This is like, oh yeah, this is the Poundland version of of, <laughs> of that of, of that scene. <laughs> Batches, do you want to talk about the catching bullets with the lasso scene? Oh my goodness! So she jumps out of the the car and she does sort of like a super speed, and I'm thinking, oh okay, this could be quite interesting. You know, she's gonna run up to the catch the car. She's gonna do a few tricks, probably barge it out of the way, and then. It'd be it'd be quite interesting action scene, but man, it went so, super cheesy. It turned cheesy up and it dialed it to ten. I mean, <laughs> they some of the guards they start firing at her, and it, I think it misses her, and it goes it's almost like it's going to Steve, and she turns around in slow motion, and she catches the bullet with a lasso, and she flicks it out of the way, and I was like, what? <laughs> what did I just see? Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then that just really took me out of the the whole action, quote unquote, action scene that it was. Um, what did well, you think? Well, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, what I mean, I'm I'm trying to think back to the again to the first film, and and people will be like, you shouldn't compare it to the first film. It's his own. Yeah. It's it's his own film. But the the thing is, it's not like we've got a different director or yeah. It's it's the same director. It's it's the same same writer. It's the same cast. So you can only look at previous work that they've done if you if you're looking at if it's the director was somebody completely different the first one and you're comparing it to the second one i get it it's something completely different but this is you can see the potential they had in the first one but they've gone a completely different direction in this one and and that to be honest that scene was i was waiting for an hour and a half for that scene and i was bored like i could i i could have i could have easily just walked out the cinema and i wouldn't have really cared what happened um there was there was no urgency the 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 fight the the hand-to-hand combat wasn't great um even the special effects weren't great i think she saves two she she saves two kids um who are in the middle of the road what they're doing there i I don't know the parents need to be spoken to (laughs) (laughs) but she she saves two kids but the special effects were something of it, it looked like a t. It looked like a like a TV special effect. Like I've seen that happen on on the CW Arrow. Like yeah, really bad, really really yeah. bad. That scene was yeah. It was it was just done re- really badly, and you're thinking, how can it take such a downturn? Like I, I don't I don't really I was I was really confused to be honest, and I, I'm surprised I didn't walk out, but I didn't. Um, yeah, I think with the first film, there's that one scene that like you said no man's land and i still remember that that scene yeah. and and i'm like that was a really good scene like if i turn on wonder woman it's because i want to watch that scene again yeah there's not one scene in this film that i'm like you know what i really like that scene i really want to watch it again not no. one scene i can think of at all no same here i got i can't yeah. think of it there's no there's nothing there's no standout scenes at all for me in this yeah. film um and it's not something that i would rush back to the cinema to watch so i mean she she saves steve 
She then speaks to to Barbara and says, and then you get a little bit of a backdrop, but even that they don't really explain um, that basically the stone was created by a God. Um, they said the God of mis- mischief. Um, mm. So he was created by a God and they explained the tropes of the tropes of the stone. And now Maxwell Lord is the genie or is the stone. Um, so he can grant you, he can grant you wishes, but he will take what he wants from you. Um, they speak to Barbara and they say to Barbara, we all have to either kill Maxwell Lord to fix it, or we have to renounce our wish. So Diana at that point is like, I'm not giving up Steve again. Like I've lost yeah. him. I'm not, we're not giving up. Barbara's like, hell no, I'm not doing it. Um, yeah. Definitely not giving, giving up my power now because by now you start to see a change. I think we should maybe speak about the scene where she's gone not full supervillain, but somebody tries to attack her in the early parts of the movie. She yeah. sees the guy again, coincidentally, and she just beats the living hell out of him, like yeah. to the point of death. And I didn't mind that because they kind of explain it as, as if her power was, or her wish was to become like Diana, Diana to become powerful. But what she lost is her humanity. So yeah. she's starting to slowly turn bad, which I get it. I do get it, but I get. Then again, you think that's just another cliche trope. Yeah. Um, there's no direct change in a character. There's no development. It's just a case of I don't want to lose my power. Is that uh, that's probably the best way to explain it? Is very one-dimensional, very cartoon superhero. Like there's no, there wasn't any layers to it. It was she's a geek. She's been picked on. She gets power. She doesn't want to give the power up. And now she's fighting Diana for it. Yeah, so cliche. It really cliche. Like, yeah, we're. I think this. This is coming. I mean, this is twenty twenty. I think we've gone past that ninety. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean we've gone? We've yeah. gone. We've gone past that. The the mid nineties comic book films or the mid two thousand comic book films where the the villains only have one layer layer to them. Do you know what I mean when you get performances like like Thanos and you get performances. Um, like Heath Ledger's Heath Ledger's Joker, um, yeah. or even even uh, Loki from the Avengers, or do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's there's a little bit of depth to them, yeah. Um, depth to these characters, but this film there was there was nothing at all, yeah. And the her and also Maxwell Lord, they they were just very one dimensional. There was no there was apart from what was happening in the story. You didn't ever think, okay, maybe their mind will take them this way or take them this way. Um, so anyway, Maxwell Lord then decides to, oh, we should mention actually, she's losing her powers at this point. That's her tr- That's her exchange. So she's losing her power. She's wished for Steve. She's now losing her power. She's becoming weaker. Maxwell Lord then decides that he wants a meeting with the president because um, he, he needs to reach as many people as possible. Um, but as he's granting so many wishes and getting what he wants, he's also dying, I believe, or he's deteriorating. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the um, the White House scene? Um, it's another action scene, so I guess we should speak. <laughs> we should speak about it. What we what was your thoughts on the White House scene? I mean, out of all the fights or all action from the film, I think this one was the best one. Yeah. Um, but I still think he was pretty poor, to be fair. Um, there wasn't much urgency. wasn't much action, I felt. Um, 
I really thought like Diana and Barbara were going to go at it, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but it never really took off. Um, yeah. That was it. There's, there's, there is literally not much to say about it, as in, but you expect, like, having watched some of the, some of the TV shows where, where they went to, and when them two go at it, it's a real good fight, and you're expecting that, but it just never comes, to be fair. Yeah, it does. It doesn't at all because Cheetah, Cheetah is her match. Cheetah's got yeah. the speed and the strength to do it. But it, you're right. The, this scene was also quite quite a boring fight scene. Like I can't remember. Usually, when I'm looking for, looking at a fight scene, I look at what does the hero do differently to use their environment to gain an yeah. advantage. Um, so usually, in certain in certain fight scenes, they, they might use their power in this way, or they might flip a table in a certain way, or it yeah. just it was just more of the same to be honest it was more yeah. and i don't know if this is due to the director or um the person who's doing the uh, the choreographing for the fight but you could pretty much predict how the fight was going to go yeah. um, i will say though oh sorry yeah Go yeah on. we're gonna say no i will say um i think out of all superheroes she is probably the only actual superhero from the dc eu in okay. terms of the films because she did actually go out of her way while she was trying to fight to protect people. Like yeah. when that guy was going to get flung to the wall, she um, does the lasso and she puts Flips the chair the there. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was good. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, but apart from that, nothing. Yeah, so, yeah, same. So, but I mean, Barbara turns up and Barbara, Barbara basically decides to intervene and says, you're not killing Maxwell Lord. This is not how it's going down. Um, and by this time, Diana's kind of depowered. Like she's pretty yeah. much on her knees. So it's not really a fight. It's just a beating from from Barbara. Um, you then have... Barbara decides to team up with the Maxwell Lord. They fly off. And then you've got Diana and Steve talking to each other and saying, "You, we need you. You need to give up your wish. You need to give up what you've got. Um, the world needs you. Which you could kind of you could tell straight away that was what that was what they were going to do um, early on from the film. I yeah. always thought, and they didn't they they kind of alluded to it because they in the very first scene she's talking about having truth and do you know what I mean and on it has to be an honest victory um, yeah. in order for it to mean something. Um, and there's no point living a lie. Now I thought they were going to tie it back to that, but they didn't. Yeah, exactly. They didn't yeah. really, they didn't, it was, I don't, maybe they did and they didn't explain it well enough, but they, they never really tied it back to that in a clear point of Steve Trevor being here isn't true, isn't real. It's not true. Do you know what I mean? You can't, you're not going to be able to live happily because it's not the real him. He's gone. Yeah. And I did like Chris Pine's line of, I've been, you don't have to say goodbye because I've not really been here. Um, yeah. I've, I, I died a long time ago. You said goodbye a long time ago. Um, so she finally renounces her wish. She gets her powers back. Um, and a scene where I thought, I thought, okay, I've, I've wanted this from the first Wonder Woman film. I wanted it yeah, from, exactly. I wanted it from Justice League. I've wanted it for such a long time. Um, even Justice League Unlimited, she, she has the ability to fly. Like I'm, I know a lot of people don't like her flying, but I, I think it's it keeps her on par with Superman. It's a good power set yeah. for one woman to have. It just keeps her just a little bit above everybody else. Um, 
she learns to fly. And I think it's based on something that Steve Trevor said um, yeah. during the uh, whole new world scene of you need to be able yeah. to, you need to be able to feel it or glide it. So now Wonder yeah. Woman has the power to fly. Now this is, remember this is basically set in 1984. So this is well before the justice league. So she should also have that power during justice league, but she doesn't. Um, yeah. What was your, what was your thought on, on that scene? Now, if I actually cared, not cared about the film, but if I enjoyed the film, I think that scene would have been like, wow, yes, I'm excited. She's flying. Yeah. But when I saw it, I kind of just rolled my eyes and thought, okay, this is what you want to do. It, I don't think it was handled very well, to be honest. No, it, it wasn't handled well at all. And I'll give you a good comparison. I'm not sure if anyone's seen the film, How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. 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 Now, if you go onto YouTube, if you haven't seen it, just when he takes flight, if you watch that scene where he's struggling to get Toothless to, to fly yeah. and then he's got the paper there and then they have little trouble and he's falling down and then he's still got the paper there and he's like, oh, he's falling down and he's tumbling and he, he, needs, he, he has to make a decision now to, that him and Toothless have to come together and they have to sort of fly now or they're going to crash into the into the water and he's yeah. hurt himself whatever that scene gives me goosebumps and it always does no matter how many times i watch it it is i think it's the best flight scene and mm -hmm. that's the animation and it, it just towers over this i mean it, expect i was expecting to be like okay she's finally gonna fly now wow yeah. and it was just sort of like maybe because of the the rest of the film i was just taken out of it but by the time we got to it, I was sort of like, okay, yeah, she's flying now. That's that's pretty cool. But it just it didn't it didn't have that impact. No, it didn't it didn't have that impact. Even if you compare it to um Man of Steel where yeah. he's he steps out of the fortress or the ship and he's like and you've got Russell Crowe speaking over the background. Yeah, um, exactly. They will stumble, they'll fall, but they'll join you in the sun and then he just starts struggling and taking off. You never had that feeling yeah. or, and i think honestly that goes down to the the theme of the whole film there was no intensity or there was no yeah, anticipation there was no anticipation throughout the whole film you never felt i never felt on the edge of my seat where i was like yeah okay right like even when diana was shot and she is shot during this film i never yeah. felt whoa okay yeah she's not going to be able to get out of this or do you mean cheetah's going to yeah. overpower her here or Maxwell Lord's gone too far or Steve is in trouble. Yeah. I for can't me, name the scene. Yeah. 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 For me personally, it felt like the whole film was made with the concept of bringing back Steve. Whereas yeah. it, and it was just worked backwards. That's what it felt like. Like their, their big scene was that they, they were, however they presented it to um, the, the filmmakers was okay. I've got, I've got a film. I've got a new idea for Wonder Woman. I'm going to bring back Steve, but this time they're going to reverse roles. Yeah. And they were like, oh, okay, that seems interesting. And yeah. then <clears throat> initially everything was worked backwards from that. Um, yeah. That's you're what right. it feels like. You're, you're yeah. right. Because when you, when you dive a little bit deeper into what was Steve actually doing there, yeah, he was in the middle of the first one, he, he was there, he was a key part of the story. He was there to, yeah. do you know what I mean, to get the, get the notebook, Dr. Poison's notebook back to yep. the back to the alliance he was he was he, he introduced iron to this world um yeah so he was an important part but for this film apart from her having to give up her wish what else did did he really add to add to the story yeah 
um, and the flight yeah and the flight yeah and the flight yeah. giving her those encouraging words of this is how you fly this is how you feel you should fly and now yeah. she, and now she flies um yeah so we get past that scene while um i do have to mention while uh, maxwell lord was in the white house apparently there's this tv satellite <laughs> which allows you to broadcast to every tv on the planet apparently um yeah. again Jim, I'm, I'm pretty sure i saw yeah. that in spider-man the animated series with kingpin like it's it's yeah. do you know I mean like it's it, it's just uh, yeah so anyway there's a t there's a satellite which allows you to broadcast to everybody so maxwell lord's like yes now i can reach even more people and grant their wishes and get what i need because at this point he's pretty much on the floor he's he is dying um and he wants to rebuild his health so it, he goes to the facility the president is basically giving him um complete uh autonomy autonomy um it's where he's got power to do whatever the hell he wants and will not be challenged by the government um, at the same time, as he granted the president's wish for more nukes, this has now escalated to, to the point where Russia and China and a number of other countries have seen this as an, a, a declaration of war. Yeah. Um, so basically, the whole the whole planet is escalating in regards of there's going to be some kind of nuclear war. Um, Maxwell Lord then goes to the facility and starts broadcasting, and then you see people watching them on tv and they're able to wish through the tv um but then you're seeing the consequences of it so i think somebody's having an argument with his spouse and he says i wish you were dead she drops dead um yeah. and then some uh, i wish i was a king and um somebody gets money i wish i was famous but then somebody has uh, they have basically paparazzi and people invading their lives yeah um one woman then turns up and by this point, um, Cheetah has now wished, somehow she's able to have two wishes because it's one wish per person, but I don't really yeah, understand. Exactly. I don't, don't really understand how that works. She's now wished that she's an apex predator, a cheetah. So this is where she's turned full cheetah mode. Um, yeah. What were your scenes in regards to the final scene, the fight scene between her and Cheetah and the Maxwell Lord scene? Yeah, there was. This was my last shot of sort of redemption for the film, and I was like, you know what? If this, they really turn it around with the action here, I can get on board and be like, you know what? Doing like the storyline, but the action was good, but nothing really took off here. I didn't feel no urgency. Uh, to be fair, I was really bored. I was just like, all right, let's see how this ends now. To be fair, <laughs> being honest, <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Like even she's she's done it. She's turned into cheetah. The fight scene, the fight scene doesn't last very long at all. Um, yeah. I understand they held off, held off, held off until they went full CGI with Cheetah. But part of me wishes they just did it earlier because then it would have yeah. just been, it would have been a little bit more engaging. At this point, she's um, she's now wearing a traditional armor uh, from from Thamaskira. Um So she's in the, a gold outfit. It doesn't really add anything to the story, but they've they, they've decided to include it. Um, yeah, they get Cheetah out of the way, and then she faces off against Max or Lord. And it's not even a face off, really. It's it's more of a case of she's getting pushed back. She's got full powers now, but she keeps getting pushed back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and she can't reach him 
due to some kind of force field or they didn't really explain it didn't really make any sense no, like, what, i didn't really understand what what the hell was going on there like she couldn't reach him due to, to a, due to a force field or i don't know if he was wishing for her to stay away um and then she uses the lasso on him to show him what he's done to the planet and then basically it's her speaking to everybody on tv saying you need to renounce your wish this isn't truth this isn't how we should live our lives and then he renounces his wish everybody else renounces their wish so everybody on the planet can you imagine yeah exactly people, do you know I mean like come on really some people wish for millions of pounds yeah you wish you're, wish you're a millionaire you're a billionaire and then you get somebody on tv saying you need to renounce your wish like not everyone's going to do it regardless of who you are like you're not gonna, yeah, exactly you're not you're not going to give it up but apparently we're we're set to believe everybody does he gives up his wish he then sees the light and as soon as he renounces his wish everything else is reversed so yeah. cheetah goes cheetah goes back to being barbara um the nukes are vanquished yeah. every, all the riots in the streets everything's back to normal um yeah and you're like right so it was that simple it was just yeah, a very exactly. it was just extremely basic and i don't even mind a simple film but in regards to a story a plot and characters it was so it was so one di- dimensional and so basic that i don't really yeah i'm just really disappointed in the film um yeah. Is there anything else you think we've missed, or anything else you wanted to to add? I mean, you gave it was it a four? I gave it a four. I mean, I think I know you. Granted, you can't do with every film, but when there's a film, I like there to be consequences. So in yeah. the next film, they can be like they. The, it seems like the characters built on stuff, and yeah, the whole world is expanded. With this one, you take this chunk out of a Wonder Woman's life or this film, and I don't see any progression i don't really see that you know what sorry go on yeah you know you're right i mean you're exactly with consequences this film could have this is what i mean by them reversing their wishes it's like nothing happened it's like the the last four days never happened yeah maxwell lord i don't think he went to prison no did he he didn't show that he didn't go to prison barbara was just left alone so she was back to normal everything went back to the way it was before the film started. And you kind of think, what was the point? And I get in regards to sometimes that as a trope for time travel, where you fix everything, but this wasn't even, was it even that there was no, there were no consequences. There was no anxiety. There was nothing went so bad from my point of view. Yeah. That kept me on the edge of my seat. And you're yeah. like, shit, is Wonder Woman going to get through this at any point? Yeah, definitely. Do you, do you know what I mean? There was, no, there was no challenge at all. Yeah. I get Diana was chasing and trying to fix everything. But my main thing is when you look at a villain or you look at a superhero film, how is the superhero challenged? Are they challenged mentally? Was she challenged mentally in this film? Not really. Was she challenged physically? In points, that's because she she lost her power, but nothing. Yeah. She didn't. Re- I never felt she was in immediate danger. Um, was she was she pushed morally? You could say possibly, yeah, she was pushed pushed morally. Um, 
she had to fight for Steve Trevor. But then again, it was it, she never really had them anyway. It was more of a case of she just had to realize this wasn't real and then give it up. So she wasn't really chased. Like it wasn't like when Heath Ledger's Joker is pushing Batman. Yeah. Are you going to kill? You're going yeah. to snap. There was never a, that that kind of pressure. It was kind of you just had to wait for Diana to come to the realization that you have to give it up. Yeah, in order I to think. Save the day. Was it the message? I mean. This is where, I mean, I don't think they did a good enough job with the message. I mean, taking what happened at the start of the film, where where she tried to cheat, and then she was stopped, and then she had to just acknowledge that. Was that the message of don't take shortcuts in life? Yeah. Or have I totally missed it? <laughs> no, they, uh, I, it needs to what? be earned. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Maybe that was that was the message. That should have been the message if it wasn't. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 take shortcuts in life. But the way they explained it, that was straight over my head. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it, confusing. Yeah, yeah. It was. It it wasn't explained very well at all. And yeah, shortcuts. Maybe don't take shortcuts in life. That was what they were. Everything trying to, needs to be earned. Yeah. Yeah. Everything does need to be earned. Um, patience, or whatever sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, maybe that was the message they were they were trying to trying to get across. Um, why do you think that it's? I mean, I gave it a five out of ten. I've seen yeah. some people give it eights, nines, ten out of ten. Amazing. I think you briefly mentioned it in regards to um, the yeah. the non spoiler review. Why, why do you think everybody's gone so over the top with it? I think personally, just because of the whole COVID and cinema is being shut, that this is one of the first films where they've gone actually gone back into the cinema. For me personally, it's one of the first films that I've watched in a long time. Um, it's the, I think it's one of the first big blockbusters, to be sure. Yeah. And everyone's just really excited to go back into the cinema. It wasn't, I mean, it was really a nice experience to go to the cinema again yeah. after such a long time. Because we, we both love going to the cinema and I know everyone else enjoys it, but yeah, it just it felt like everyone was more more thrilled about the cinema experience than the actual film. Yeah, um, I, I I think I agree with you. It it, it was it, whenever I've looked at anybody else's review or looked at any, anything else in regards to how people have, have rated the film, um, I I just don't I just don't see it. I I just don't feel like it had that it had that effect that everybody else is is talking about. Um, yeah. I was expecting a lot more, a lot more from this film, and I, I mean, I don't want to trash it. Um, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't want to talk bad of it, um, but I, we have to be honest and and truthful on on our views. So, yeah, um, I think that pretty much wraps it up in regards to the spoiler review. Um, my view, my view, overall view is it's not a great film. Um, I gave it five out of ten. Um, I I'm still sticking with that with that review it's not a film that i'd want to go back and watch or revisit there aren't any memorable bits from the film um where i'm like wow i can usually i judge it of can i watch it again watch that clip on youtube again <laughs> um yeah, exactly. am i gonna am i gonna revisit it but i can't I, I really can't um but anyway we'll wrap it up there guys um wherever you're watching um leave a like comment subscribe share with your friends do you agree with us if you do agree with us leave a comment if you don't disagree if you disagree with us leave a comment um but thanks for listening um we'll be back with another episode of the new powers podcast soon um so stay tuned um my name is jay and this is my co-host matches thank you